I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined today by Christian Royce, head of Six Swiss Exchange, the Swiss Stock Exchange. And we're talking about what's happened in the marketplace. There are parallels with the 2008 crash. Indeed, this is even worse than the 2008 crash. Just uh, where I'm sitting in the United Kingdom, GDP figures show an almost 10% drop in 2020. What's the market situation like? Have you been resilient over the last year? Yes, I guess you can say that, certainly. I guess what was striking about last year was that usually you have these kinds of volatility shocks, you know, that last for a day or a few days, and, and then the market returns to calmer waters. Now, when we look at spring last year, actually, it, it lasted for, for weeks and months. And that, of course, uh, was, was quite, a, quite a challenge for infrastructure providers. But I can, I can happily say that we showed the resilience necessary to, to keep the markets working and price formation, one of the core functions of an exchange, functioning. I've always understood that, and this is often forgotten, certainly by investors, the core function of an exchange is to allow companies access to capital. That is, that is the first and most important job an exchange does. And if it doesn't do that, it can't work as an exchange. That said, what are you doing to connect buyers and issuers? First of all, allow me one thing. You're absolutely right. Capital raising is a core function of an exchange and price formation, that's the other. So both, but they go hand in hand. So you're absolutely correct. Yes. And, and with regards to supporting companies to raise capital in jurisdictions, there, there's a lot of services we provide. At the end of the day, we are a platform connecting the investors and the issuers, the issuers and the investors. Ultimately, an issuer has to decide when the company wants to raise capital. It's a transformational event, and then they usually reach out. For the investors, of course, they look for investment opportunities given the, the low interest rate environment we have. They have to look for, for alternatives. So it's been quite an interesting matchup over the past year when we had such a high volatility. As an exchange, we are neutrally in the middle. So services we provide range from connecting the buy side to the issuers by giving them contacts that they can discuss to each other, have a corporate calendar they can share, all that kind of elements. For issuers, we also broker research. As you know, research is the best way of visibility for a company, so we broker that as well. Looking forward, as you can see, there's, of course, a high focus on small and mid-cap, so SMEs, uh, over the time. So here we're also looking into maybe providing a segment that actually tailors more to that kind of company. So there's a wide range of things that we do, but most importantly, we're, we're always in the middle. We're, we're the, yeah, the, the platform where that brings everything together, and we are neutral. We try to hope that both sides achieve what they're looking for. What have you seen in the kind of companies that are coming to you during the pandemic? I guess you can say the, the highest IPO proceeds you've seen globally last year were in the healthcare and the technology sector. It's quite obvious why, why that has been the case. Apart from that, when you look at it last year, at least in the Swiss market, we had a very high focus on secondary equity offerings. So companies that are already listed doing an additional round of financing, you know, we, uh, about 6 billion Swiss francs could be raised, which was about 30% more than the average of the prior three years. And when you look into debt instruments, actually, for the first time, we surpassed the 100 billion Swiss franc mark. So you see, that was where the focus was in Switzerland with regards to capital raising last year. What's the appetite been like? From the figures you're mentioning, obviously still quite high. And there are reasons for that, not least rock bottom interest rates. So people are looking for a return. But have you seen any changes in investor appetite that you could identify specifically as a result of the pandemic? 
to be honest, I can only mirror what you say. I mean, we have this low interest rate environment. Of course, investors are looking for for alternatives and, and to see what they can do. Apart from that, I have to say, we as an exchange, we run the infrastructure. We make sure that everything you know goes as planned. Investors have an opportunity to have their views in, in, in the trading activity they have. And the issue is to raise capital when they're after. So we don't really have too, too much views or an investor appetite that we see, because usually that's between the banks and the the, the buy side investors to to acknowledge. What are you doing, if anything, in terms of creating the environment for people to raise money? Is there anything changing in that? Or do you see new vehicles for investment coming along? Yes, we, we certainly do. I mean, first of all, when you look at companies, if, if they want to raise capital, they usually look for high valuations, low volatility and a decent economic environment. That's usually one of the first steps. Then, of course, the companies themselves need to be ready to make that step. Clearly, what has not changed is you need to have a good equity story to attract investors. So that's the same. However, at this point in time, clearly, you need to show that your business model can deal with the pandemic. I guess the roadshows are not physical anymore. They're virtual. So you see some adjustments on, on that front. What you see with regards to instruments, certainly, is uh, you heard about the, the, the SPAC, which, of course, has, has been around, especially in the U.S. I think if I'm informed correctly, uh, last year, there were more SPAC issuances than regular IPOs in the U.S. And also in Europe, you see the, the interest picking up. Whether that is a result of the current environment or a result of the low interest rate environment that we have, that's probably up for the investors to decide where their interest comes from. Are you seeing specific interest in fintech coming to the market as well? There's certainly a mix. It can be regarded as part of the SME activity that we see and that. Apart from that, it's been private equity usually going in there. And I mean, if you look at it now, in the early days, you had maybe one or two rounds of financing before a company then went public as, as the exit also for the private equity investors. If you look at the market now, I think eight, nine, 10, 11 rounds of financing are, are not unusual anymore. And that, of course, delays the point in time when there is the exit. Plus, of course, I think there's enough money around to invest in the private space. So so going for the exit via the public market, there, there's not as much urgency anymore as it has been in the past. So instead of, say, a five-year private equity cycle followed by a listing, you're suggesting that could be seven years, eight years, nine years, 10 years? Absolutely. The indications are, I mean, you see, there's there's a lot of, of, of money around that can be invested. And that, of course, enables a third, fourth, fifth round. And, and you see how these uh, how these instruments fared, fared well. You might say that ultimately, you would still argue that uh, an IPO is is a natural exit for any kind of private equity investment. And I assume that that will also continue in, in the future. But the, the, the cycle, as it seems, as we observe it, seems to have changed a little. Thank you very much, Christian Royce, head of Six Swiss Exchange.